1: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team,
0: We 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 have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. Yeah, I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I was just curious what your opinion is on him.
1: Well, (laughs) I never really liked Chris. (laughs) Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But (laughs) No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris.
0: What's going on, guys? It is Chris Russell here, locked on Redskins, and welcome aboard to episode number 132 and normally we would have a crossover Wednesday edition but because the Redskins made a move that sent shockwaves around the NFL on Tuesday afternoon we've decided to kind of back that off and we'll have that for you later on in the week probably the next edition this is going to be a special what the bleep of the Redskins doing edition of the locked on Redskins podcast that's right in case you're unaware Uh, and maybe you've been sleeping under a rock, the Redskins were the one and only team to claim troubled linebacker Ruben Foster. Released by the San Francisco 49ers over the weekend for another arrest, booked into jail, another alleged incident of domestic violence, a a battle between uh, an off-and-on ex-girlfriend of his that he has had all sorts of issues with, and who knows what is the truth and what is not the truth. All I know is, I don't know about you, I've never been arrested for domestic violence. So, you know, the bottom line is, is he's doing something really, really, really wrong. If he continues to put himself in this position, regardless of the situation, regardless of the woman involved, regardless of any other motive or any other situation, I would say this 98% of NFL players don't, and maybe that number is higher, don't get arrested for domestic violence once, never mind multiple times, as Ruben Foster has in just a couple of years. But that being said, he's a former first round pick and a recent first round pick. 2017, Foster, only 24 years old, is six foot. Listed at 229. Again, he's only in year number two, and he was the number 31 overall pick in the first round of just the 2017 draft. Now, a couple of things are at play here. John Lynch, the San Francisco 49er general manager, said they had Foster, meaning Kyle Shanahan, and John Lynch as a top three player. They drafted him number 31 overall because of character concerns. Ruben Foster was given chance after chance after chance to make it in San Francisco, and obviously he did not. The Redskins, uh, I remember hearing that Jay Gruden was infatuated by Ruben Foster at the time, and in the draft there was a lot of speculation that the Redskins certainly would go there. They did not ultimately, as they decided to go with Jonathan Allen. Uh, and of course, that has worked out great for them. Jonathan Allen at the number 17 overall pick was not expected to be there. Maybe Reuben Foster would have been the pick. who knows? The bottom line is, is he drafted, he dropped all the way to number 31 overall because of the character concerns at the combine, because of a marijuana uh, issue, and because people were very, very, very concerned over Reuben Foster's character and chemical makeup. And makeup, I should say. And that has come to roost, quite honestly. Ruben Foster let go less than two years into his NFL career, and clearly it was not just performance-related because while he struggled this year with the San Francisco 49ers, and he's not healthy, the bottom line is, is Ruben Foster had a very good rookie year. He was suspended for two games to start this year. And again, given one clear final chance, and he could not avoid whatever happened over the weekend, and it cost him his job, and it cost him his spot with the San Francisco 49ers. And I have absolutely no way am I going to blame the San Francisco 49ers for doing what they did. They did the right thing. They let it be known that that was his final opportunity, and he violated their trust, and they did the right thing. Now, you can argue from now until kingdom come that they messed up in the first place by taking and selecting Reuben Foster. Somebody was going to do it. Somebody was going to take the chance, just like somebody was going to take the chance if the Washington Redskins did not claim Reuben Foster on waivers on Tuesday. Now, they were the only team in the NFL to claim him. And the reason why that's interesting is because besides what it tells you about what people around the league think of Reuben Foster, again, the makeup of Reuben Foster and touching what is a hot-button issue still and something that just happened, it also tells you that the Redskins thought they would not have been able to sign him if he had cleared waivers and then been open to a reduced contract with another team. In other words, he would have likely gone somewhere else, and they did not want to take that chance based on the talent that they identified, and they put in a claim. And why it's important to note this, as well as because they inherit his contract, now most of the guaranteed money and most of the signing bonus uh and and all the guarantees have been taken care of by the San Francisco 49ers. However, he is on the books Reuben Foster for a couple hundred thousand more this year. As a matter of fact, according to overthecap.com, it's 257,000 uh that the Redskins will have to incur. In now, he is on the commissioner's exemplist. I don't believe he gets paid that money and the Redskins get charged that cap money, but I'm not 100% sure uh, on that. And for 2019, he's on the books for $1.28 million. And in 2020, $1.69 million. Now, OverTheCap.com says that his 2019 salary is fully guaranteed with a partial guarantee in 2020. However, there's a separate notation that does not indicate that. And the dead money hit and their way of computing is contrary to that. So we're not sure if the $1.28 million on the books for 2019 is fully guaranteed or not. I don't think it is. I don't think it is because... Again, that contract originally was signed with the San Francisco 49ers, and that money has already essentially been paid out and charged to their cap. So I believe the way it would work is the Redskins, while on the hook for $1.28 million in cap space for 2019 for Ruben Foster, assuming that he's on the roster, while they're Having that charge, it is not a fully guaranteed contract, meaning if they let go of him, if I'm understanding this right, if they let go of him before the cut down to 53, before week one of next year, it is going to cost the Redskins nothing in dead money and a savings of $1.28 million. So there you have that. Now, when we come back here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, i going to tell you what an NFL longtime executive told me about the Redskins' decision in this process. And also, um, we're going to get into the fit and why this is actually a pretty good football move for the Washington Redskins on a special what-the-hell-are-the-Redskins-doing edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is episode number 132 right here on Locked On Redskins. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you aboard. You can follow me on Twitter at Wrestlemania621. You can email me, russellmania 9 at gmail.com. Wrestlemania09 at gmail.com. Also, make sure you follow, follow Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for all of the latest NFL coverage from all of our team correspondents all over the national football league again it's at locked on nfl net on twitter locked on nfl net on instagram guys it's chris russell here again telling you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew, that's right you've heard us talk about that before right after a long day maybe a long week you want to have a little fun you want to get a little extra confidence in bed and if you want to do that and if you're having uh, some struggles in this area Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. They're chewable. They work twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door, discreet package, no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy line, no awkwardness at all, made in the USA. Blue Chew prepares and ships it direct, so it's cheaper than said pharmacy. Right now we have a special deal for our listeners of the Locked on Redskins podcast. If you go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code, that's code c-o-d-e code just pay five dollars in shipping again that's bluechew.com promo code is code c-o-d-e to try it for free bluechew.com All right, guys, we welcome you back. It is episode number 132. That's right, 132 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. I'm Chris Russell. Special Reuben Foster, What the Hell Are the Redskins Doing edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast, as they did claim the former first round pick, the troubled inside linebacker, off the of waivers after another arrest and allegations and charges of domestic violence over the weekend. Arrested at the Tampa Bay. Uh, hotel that the San Francisco 49ers were staying in, and they cut him immediately as they said they were going to. The Redskins issued a statement via Senior Vice President of Player Personnel, Doug Williams, on Tuesday saying this, quote, Today we have claimed the rights to linebacker Ruben Foster. The Redskins fully understand the severity of the recent allegations made against Ruben. If true, you can be sure these allegations are nothing our organization would ever condone. Let me be clear. Ruben will have to go through numerous steps, including the full legal process and investigation and potential discipline from the NFL, as well as meetings with counselors associated with the team before he will ever have the opportunity to wear the burgundy and gold as a player. That being said, we decided to investigate the situation with Ruben further by claiming his rights after candid conversations with a number of his ex-Alabama teammates and current Redskins players who were overwhelmingly supportive of us taking this chance. Nothing is promised to Ruben. We are hopeful being around so many of his former teammates and friends that will eventually provide him with the best possible environment to succeed both personally and professionally. That's from Doug Williams on Tuesday. Now, that statement seems pretty clear that the Redskins did not have any immediate plans or hopes for Reuben Foster. And again, he was put on the commissioner's exempt list. So Reuben Foster is not going to play anytime soon Uh, for the Redskins. I would probably be surprised if he plays in the remainder of the 2018 season. The Redskins almost would rather... I would think, have any kind of league discipline suspension. Remember, he's already been suspended for two games already this year, served this year, and wiped the slate clean for 2019. Now, I would also tell you this, that in speaking to a longtime trusted source of mine that knows the Redskins front office very, very well uh, and is very tapped in, he basically explained to me that there are some members of the Redskins front office that are not on board with this decision. Um, look, Jay Gruden has an affinity or had an affinity. I, I believe that is still the case. Don't know that for sure. I've heard that is the case, but I don't know that for sure. We'll have to wait to see what Jay Gruden says on the record when he meets with reporters Wednesday at Redskins Park. But I believe he still has an affinity for Reuben Foster. Um, and Jay has a lot of sway in terms of personnel. I don't know who were was not on board with this decision. I could take some legitimate, educated guesses. Perhaps it was Kyle Smith. Perhaps it was Eric Schaefer. Um, you know, I don't know that for sure, but I do know what I was told by, again, a trusted source, that not everybody is on board with this decision. Uh, And also, you know, that the building was, you know, basically very divided um, in terms of, I guess, the decision to do this. So where it leads from here, I don't know. Um, What happens from here, again, I don't know. But the bottom line is, is, Everybody respects the talent. Everybody knows the football fit. Nobody likes the guy. Nobody thinks the guy is a good person. And clearly the Redskins, by issuing this statement so proactively and right away, they knew they were going to get hammered. This isn't a typical Redskins thing. Well, let's release a statement 24 hours afterwards um, because we feel like we have to. The bottom line is, is Ruben Foster's not a good guy. No matter which way you cut it, I would never sign him if I was a general manager, but I'm not a general manager. Uh, And I, of course, would probably get fired because I wouldn't be willing to sign bad dudes, no matter how talented they are. But here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. This source can say he wouldn't sign him, can say he's a bad guy. It has nothing to do with talent. It's all about the guy, the guy, the guy, the guy. Clearly, the redskin official or officials with the most amount of power, we believe that to be head coach Jay Gruden. We still believe that to be President Bruce Allen signed off on this. And somehow, some way, they probably got Dan Snyder to sign off on this. So they were willing to take the chance. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. It starts on the football field. Sure, Zach Brown is very fast, talented, athletic. There is no doubt about that. I like Zach Brown. However, Zach Brown doesn't play a lot in pass coverage. Uh, He plays some because, again, you can't ever know what a team is exactly going to do. So Zach Brown certainly has been on the field in plenty of pass coverage this year. 282 pass coverage snaps, according to ProFootballFocus.com, and their elite statistics. Uh, Their premium statistics, rather. They have Zach Brown as the fourth best inside linebacker in the NFL. I don't know how they're getting that in terms of what they're seeing that I'm not seeing. I think Zach Brown has been impactful at times. I do not think he's had the same impact, even against the run, this year as he did last year. The bottom line is this, Mason Foster is smarter, Mason Foster is sturdier, Mason Foster is a more all-around player than Zach Brown, but Mason Foster is not the athlete Zach Brown is, and he certainly lacks the ability to cover not only dynamic running backs out of the backfield, but receivers across the middle of the field, and as we saw in Dallas, backup tight ends. Mason Foster struggles big time in that area, but he's smarter and he's more of a leader than Zach Brown. So the Redskins have this mishmash of talent at the inside linebacker position with Josh Harvey Clemens in his second year, still developing in a nickel role and playing a lot of pass coverage snaps. As a matter of fact, 141 out of 181 this year, according to profootballfocus.com, he is in pass coverage which tells you everything you need to know about that role. And Mason Foster, even though he's nowhere near as talented athletically and speed wise, as Zach Brown has played 100 more snaps of pass coverage than Brown has. Again, that tells you everything you need to know, at least in my eyes. The coaches, they don't trust Zach Brown in pass coverage. They just don't. And... So you look and you say, well, if they don't trust Zach Brown, even though he's the more athletic and talented and faster of the two players, of the two starters, and they trust Mason Foster more, but he's clearly limited athletically, and we've seen him exposed as this season has gone on and on, the Redskins either needed to get Josh Harvey Clemens more snaps, or they needed to address the position both for the now and the future. It looks like for now... Again, Ruben Foster is not going to be able to help them in 2018, but he can help them in 2019. When we return here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, we'll explain the salary cap situation and why that's such a huge part of why the Redskins made a huge move on Tuesday in the What the Hell are the Redskins Doing edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 132. Good to have you guys aboard with us. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being a part of Locked on Redskins. But first, guys, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company can be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males and has more education and earning than traditional media audiences have your company sponsored this podcast locked on Redskins and the locked on sports podcast network email me at russellmania09 that's r-u-s-s-e-l-l-m-a-n-i-a 09 nine at gmail.com and I'll get you all the details We welcome you back. It is episode number 132 of the Locked on Redskins podcast, a special what the hell are the Redskins doing edition as the Redskins claim Reuben Foster, who was just released by the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday morning for another arrest, another domestic violence accusation in Tampa over the weekend. And the Redskins were the only team to claim him. He's been put on the commissioner's exempt list by the NFL Again, he is not expected to play anytime soon for the Redskins. I can't say that he's not expected to play at all this year, uh, but it would seem likely that's kind of the the lining up of the situation here. And the Redskins said as much uh, if their statement that they released from Doug Williams is accurate and legitimate. That being said, moving forward, my initial thought was this is a move of desperation. That was my initial thought as I was driving back from Ohio with a lot of time uh, to think uh, while driving uh, in traffic and snow. However, when I started to think, okay, he's probably going to be suspended. And ultimately, he was put on the commissioner's exempt list. I started before this all happened. I started to think, hmm. Well, maybe this is more about 2019 than it is about 2018, even though there is a very much a pressure to win now and to make the playoffs and the division is up for grabs, as we all know. And the reason why this move is probably much more for 2019 than certainly it appears to be for 2018, besides some of the reasons that we just mentioned, is because if you look at the Redskins' salary cap, and projected space, they have a projection of about $20 million worth of cap space. That's before they make a decision on Josh Norman, which I've already been told the decision is made. Josh Norman not coming back. Whether that holds up or not, we'll see. But also, at inside linebacker... We mentioned Zach Brown, even though he's highly regarded from ProFootballFocus.com and their premium statistics, again, as the fourth best inside linebacker in the NFL, good against the pass, good against the run. I don't see the same Zach Brown they see and their grading, and I don't think the Redskins coaches see it either because they pull him off the field plenty on pass coverage downs. They don't want him out there. They don't trust him out there. Uh, And the book against Zach Brown, both in Tennessee and Buffalo and here in Washington, and, and, you know, look, I hate saying this, but the book against him is he's not smart. That's multiple people that have said that, and Zach has admitted to that as well, that he needed to do a better job of getting more football savvy and a higher football IQ, whether that's fair or not, the bottom line is is that's the knock against him. And he's due to count $8.75 million against the 2019 salary cap. Now, the Redskins, if they were to let Zach Brown go before June 1st of next year, they would incur a $3 million dead cap hit on the 2019 salary cap. So three million dollars instead of eight point75 million, but you would have the player at eight point75 million. So they would, without the player, ultimately be able to save 5 point75 million from what is currently scheduled to letting go of the player and being out of the contract and again paying, a $3 million dead cap figure as opposed to having the $8.75 million again and the player for 2019 plus him under contract moving forward in 2020. Neither here nor there. We're just talking about 2019 right now. Mason Foster counts $2.25 million against the 2019 cap in the final year of his deal. Now, Mason Foster, that's, I mean, that's virtually nothing. Josh Harvey Clemens is on a rookie contract. Obviously, he makes virtually nothing. Zach Vigil, same thing. The bottom line is the Redskins right now are looking at, with Ruben Foster's $1.28 million that they are on the books for now as having incurred, at having $12 million, Plus, invested at the inside linebacker position in 2019 in cap space. Now, if somehow, some way, Reuben Foster stays clean and stays out of trouble and does everything he's supposed to do, and the Redskins decide, you know what, this is the talent we wanted. This is the talent we thought we were getting. And he's just boom, 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 boom. And clearly they would have to make a decision before this, which is the troubling part. They could easily let Zach Brown go and shed about six million dollars again, five point seven five million in cap space for 2019, and pay the position a little over six million instead of a little over 12 million. Now, obviously, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out that that's a pretty significant savings, and it allows them the flexibility to pay more money elsewhere in terms of improving the roster and also because, as we addressed in the last episode of Locked on Redskins, or maybe it was two episodes ago, I guess it was episode 130, the Redskins might have to pay their quarterbacks upwards of $27 million under the cap next year for Colt McCoy and Alex Smith. Maybe more if you count Mark Sanchez, if he stays around. So the bottom line is, is they're going to need to pinch in other areas. It would seem likely... That $12 million plus an inside linebacker, probably not a great investment if you're not trusting Zach Brown to be a part of that mix, and you could save, again, almost $6 million, $5.75 million right there. So that's another huge reason why this move was made by the Washington Redskins on Tuesday. Lots to come throughout the rest of the week. We'll have a crossover edition with our guys that cover the Philadelphia Eagles. As well, we'll hear from Jay Gruden on Wednesday. Don't think Reuben Foster is going to be made available to the media, but certainly you could expect Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen uh, and HaHa Clinton Dix, maybe, who played at Alabama, but he didn't play with Foster for maybe more than a year, uh, and Sean Deon Hamilton, those guys to be certainly front and center on Wednesday. Uh, and I'm going to try and head out to Redskins Park to try and talk to some of those guys and get some exclusive sound for us here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. Thanks for listening. Special, what the hell are the Redskins doing with Reuben Foster edition of the Lockdown Redskins podcast episode number 132. I'm Chris Russell. Great to have you aboard with us. Thanks for being a part of it. Thanks for downloading. We'll talk to you next time